you sick and tired of wrestlers having garbage indie matches where they do flips and dives and other meaningless stuff? Are you sick, tired, and frustrated with the matches making any sense? Are you sick and tired of people booking goofy segments on shows that are supposed to be sports-based? <clears throat> uh, Tony Khan, I'm talking to you, buddy. Are you sick and tired of the rules not making sense, including the fact the referee's not enforcing them properly? Are you tired of people reciting scripted, phony verbiage on WWE television? Well, if you're sick and tired of these things, if you like a good wrestling match, do you like the wrestling shows or, pro or programs, depending on the way that you view them, having logic? Then, then you, you ha have, have come, come to the, to the right, right place. place. This is Wrestling and Logic, where we review wrestling on a weekly basis. Uh, they don't need all these gimmicks in the. Where we have an abundance of, of rants. Especially for me. Fuck off. <laughs> Where is the logic in this? And we have memorable moments pretty much every week. You can listen to these podcasts every Saturday morning on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast platform this is wrestling and logic with your host habanator and his guest host uh joshua james jenkins otherwise known as triple j and that is why this is called the r and l podcast now hey guys Carbonator here, and today we're back with another episode of Wrestling and Logic. And today we're back with the original co-host, Josh Jenkins, who unfortunately, this will be his last episode with us for a while, until the next time we have a special episode with him. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be a pretty big episode today. And we're doing we're doing the wrestling community part 2. Um we're going to look at some news and we are going to review Smackdown and NXT this past week. So First, let us start with the news. So, the other day, Dave Meltzer went on his Wrestling Observer live podcast and talked about a certain person's return to the WWE. We will not say who yet because that will be revealed in the SmackDown review. Uh, let me. Lower down my thing. It's fine. Okay, so so then um, he was not very happy about this person returning and called them 
effing stupid multiple times and then they got they got some flag he got some flag for it so then this person went on twitter and said hey dave instead of name calling i'll ask you to please point to where i said all dirt sheet writers in that tweet would that make your aggressive and nonsensical argument invalid you can keep your respect in quotation marks as i lost mine for you when you started tearing down and degrading women in the business for no reason i wasn't referring to you but if you think the shoe fits that's on you damn wow yeah <laughs> what do you think about that well it's one thing to see somebody in that light, you know, as he clearly does. And it's another thing entirely to uh, be respectful, in which I don't think he is being. No, not at all. No. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, which is unfortunate, really. Yeah. But yeah, you know. That's Meltzer for you, and we will talk about him and more people like him in this upcoming rant of ours at the end of the program. So and just before we, and just before you swiftly move on uh, to, to an extra point, Dave Meltzer's uh, star rating scale: absolute trash. <laughs> absolute trash. He gives these people that don't even deserve it seven stars. You get five stars and you get six stars and you get seven stars. Meanwhile, you only give Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre only four and a half stars. I don't understand how anybody could even go above five stars. Yeah. The top. Yeah. You know? You know, because five stars is what ten out of ten, or or, or you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand how, how he can go above that. <laughs> it's just perplexing. Yeah. <sighs> and you know, trash. 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 Trash, 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 trash. That was a Bruce Blitz video. Man, I miss his videos. He was so fun. Uh, oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, Jimmy Uso, just a few days ago, oh, I think, God. I think yesterday or Wednesday or whenever, he got arrested for drive DUI driving under the influence and they say let me find the article they say he blew oh, a right. 0.208 or something um i'm Jeez, not sure what man. i'm not sure what that means uh let me well, see it I well, can. I can tell you, I can tell you, Habu, that that goes quite a lot above the um, 
limit that they have uh, set set for it. So okay. you know, you know things, you know things don't look good for him, especially when I I believe this is his third or fourth time that that he's done this now. And he just came back on TV. I yeah he yeah he literally came back what about. Two weeks, ago? like two weeks ago, he came back, yeah. and now he's already off TV again. And then WWE star Jimmy Uso has been arrested for driving under influence again after cops say he was driving in Florida with a BAC of 0 0.205. TMZ Sports has learned. According to police documents, Uso, his real name is Jonathan Patu, was pulled on pulled over at around 10, 25 to 11 p.m. on Monday in Pensacola after cops say he ran a red light after being clocked going 50 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone. Not sure. That's quite fast. I'm not sure how my many kilometers per hour that is i wonder if you could check that oh, for me uh, give me a few seconds here running google as quickly as i can so mph to kilometer um okay so how it many was, um, miles was it it was 50, 50 right yeah 15 miles per hour is 80.47 uh, kilometers per hour. That's actually quite fast. Yeah. Okay, then. In the documents, officers say during subsequent questioning, they smelled booze on the 35-year-old, so they asked him to exit his Dodge Charger. Cops say when Uso got out of his vehicle, he was noticeably swaying and claimed that Uso had told them that he he had consumed multiple beers before getting behind the wheel. Officers say Uso went on to bomb field sobriety tests, so they arrested him. In the documents, cops claim Uso's BAC breath test came back at .202 and 0.205, well above Florida's legal limit of 0.08. Wow. According to jail records, Uso was booked on a misdemeanor DUI charge and he's currently still behind bars. Police documents show Uso was also hit with citations for speeding and running a red light. His bond is currently set at $500 jail record show. This is the second time in the last two years that Uso has been accused of drunk driving. He was booked for DOI in Pensacola back in July 2019. But a jury later found Uso not guilty in the case despite police video that appeared to show Uso and swerving and stumbling during her, his arrest. Uso was also arrested in earlier in 2019 after he allegedly got into a drunken dispute with cops in Detroit. 
Uso is also a huge star in the WWE. He's the son of Hall of Famer Rikishi and he's re recently been featured in a prominent storyline involving Universal Champion Roman Reigns. So that's uh, that's the story. And my thoughts on it is like how many times is Jimmy Uso gonna get caught and go to jail until you know this all comes back to bite him in the bum? And yeah, it's just insane. Uh, and here, uh, a member of our Discord server, which you can join in the link below. Um, uh, so, uh, one of our members named Jamie Pierce says he should technically sh he technically should be fired now for this. This is like the third or fourth time this has happened now with you. They have a three strikes and you're out policy, right? Seems to me he's now reached that third strike. So if not, so if he's not fired from this, then that's them wanting to brush this under the carpet, which they shouldn't do. The Usos are a great tag team, I agree, but probably won't be a tag team anymore. Such a shame. I hope he attends rehab or something. Seek proper help to make sure this doesn't happen again. I would have yes. sympathy for him, but doing this again after doing uh, a few times already just makes him a threat to himself and all accountability on him. Actions Absolutely. have consequences. They absolutely do. And what's your um, thoughts on this? Well, the, well, it's funny. Well, it's well. Look, it's not funny as in ha ha ha. That's hilarious. It's funny as in that is messed up, because it was about ten. It, it was about ten years ago, back in two thousand and eleven, when he was arrested for basically this exact uh, thing for for the first time, and he was in WWE at that time. Um, in his first or maybe his second year in the, in the company, and uh, yeah, he basically got um, pulled off uh, TV for for a few weeks or if not a few months because of it, if I recall correctly. Um, and yeah, it happened of course like two or so years ago, and now it happened again here now. Yes, um, as Jamie has correctly pointed out, uh, W. That WWE has the wellness policy. Um, if you hit it for the three strikes, then you're out. You know, like the uh, baseball um, term. Um, three strikes and you're out. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's technically hit. You know, he's he's hit all those three strikes, so he te he technically should be fired. But I don't know if that's going to happen because. He's in the middle instances. of. He's been in the. He's in the middle of a storyline. I, I. I think. I would. Yes, but that. Yeah, but, but still. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, he still should be punished. Because, 
Yes, because actions have consequences, as as uh, Jamie quite rightly pointed out. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh my God, no! To apologize. Uh, I I was saying to rejog my memory here as quick quickly as I can. Was on eleven. Oh, it's gone. Damn. I think I think you said I you were you were gonna you were gonna go on to say something like they they damn I wish I had a rewind <laughs> function so I can remember what you said. Uh, or something along the, they they were they were oh, likely yeah, yeah, yeah. the they, the um the uh, three strikes. Yeah. yeah, the uh, you, well, yeah, but yeah. more specifically, you said they were gonna um, remove. Now I forgot. Uh, they they were not going to remove him because of something, and then I interrupted. Uh, right. Yes, because this isn't the first instance of somebody having the street of of having the three strikes. And um, they remained in the system, or they remained with, with the company. Because I, I think Randy Orton's had his uh, uh, three strikes. You know, um, I think Jeff Hardy might have ha had his three strikes by now. You know, especially with his um, alcohol issues. So, um, so, you know, to put it to, to put it lightly, uh, there's been a few instances where they've had the, the three strikes, and yet they continue on. You know, uh, regardless. Yeah. So that could, that that could be the case with with Jimmy here, but I don't think it will. I think Jimmy's going to be sent to um, the what, what do you call it the um, rehabilitation. Rehab yeah. 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 That um, because um, W W do do provide that 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 service when needed to so i think he'll be on that on that list mm. and uh, quite rightly too because if because if, because look if i was vince i would i would say to jimmy look i'm either going to fire you or you're going to attend rehab whether you like it or not mm. those are the options i would give him and that would be his choice to make if he wants to be fired or if he wants to attend rehab. That would be his choice. Yeah. Um, but that is what I would do if I was in Vince's position. But I'm not in Vince's position, and I know that Vince can be quite biased to a few of his performers uh, at times. So I don't, mm. I don't know how he's going to uh, react to this really. But 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 SmackDown. But SmackDown is on tonight in, in a few hours, so yeah. time will tell. Time will tell. And if they had, they they probably would have said. And and you know, people are are on Twitter and social media saying they want it to be in the in the actual storyline. I actually thought about that, and I don't think they should. You know, because like. Should you really put somebody's personal problems in a storyline? Well, uh, well, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but it w wouldn't be the first. It time wouldn't be the first. That, you know, 
they you know i think john cena actually roasted them about uh you look like a mug shots on raw i think uh, it was yes. a few years ago yes. and yeah uh, and, you know le- yeah sorry, sorry. It'll go on and uh, let's not forget the countless amount of times that they've brought up Jeff Hardy's alcoholism into the program. Mm. So, so they most likely will, considering their history, but it would still be messed up. Yes. So but, uh, what uh, what they do, uh, time will obviously tell. Yeah. And now we've got a WWE legend, Terry Funk, who is now suffering from dementia. And I've heard, oh. I've heard stories. Oh. Yeah, I've heard stories about this guy, uh, and he seems like a cool guy. I've never seen any of his matches. Uh, I'll probably look at some when I've got the time. I do have a lot more time because I'm on holiday now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, summer, summer um, holiday, right? Well, not exactly. It's school holidays. We we don't have it like in America. It's like a few days off from school uh, until the new term. So. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so let's see this article here. Oh, I well, as you're looking for that article, okay, um, I just want to quickly mention that um, dementia is something that mostly everyone fears, you know, to have when they grow up, um, you know, at the elderly age and. Um, you know, to hear that he's got this is a is a bit sad. But I'm not surprised considering how um, extreme his career was. You know, with the um, weapons in the in the um, 1990s. Mm, so, so yeah, so I'm not really that surprised that his brain has all of a sudden, you know, um, um, got dementia. So yeah, and and I see it's, people you know, calling people demented when they're really not and using a, a serious disease as an insult. Uh, you know, people oh, no, sometimes... No, stop, stop that. Just, just, people mm. say that Vince McMahon is demented and uh, they say to each other that people are demented and a certain journalist that we will talk about in this upcoming rant called somebody demented and mm-hmm. it, it's really not nice to say somebody no who's no. not no, demented not. is demented you know or or even uh you know retarded because people are it's that's also like a disease that people have and you know i thought about it 
uh, and it's not really the best term to use when you want to say somebody is not really using their full brain capacity and yeah so anyway this is from Mark Middleton of Wrestling Inc. Uh -huh. WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk is reportedly suffering from dementia. It was noted on the latest edition of WWE Hall of Famer Don Morocco's magnificent podcast that Funk is in an assisted living home and is dealing with dementia. Morocco said that Funk is still living in Amarillo, Texas, but is in an assisted living facility. The health update on Funk was confirmed by PW Insider. Funk has been dealing with health issues for some time, which has gotten which have gotten progressively worse over the last year following the passing of his wife Vicky in 2019. Stay tuned for updates on the legendary funk. You can listen to a clip from Morocco's show below, which we will put in after this. Speaking of Japan, I heard that Terry Funk is in the is 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 in the, uh, in a, in home and disabled uh, for dementia and uh, no, is he? Yeah. Oh no. That I spoke with uh, Scott Scott Casey over the weekend, and I guess he's driving to he's driving to Amarillo. He's down. He's at, all the way down to Amarillo. So I don't know. I know his wife passed away two or three years ago. And I know. I just think his daughter Blues at home. I know he, he had that ranch down there, but. I don't know who he's with or what you know, what's going on. So, what are your thoughts? Well, um, as you were saying all of that, I quickly did did a Google search and I found out that he is age seventy seven. In fact, he just turned 70, 77 about a week or so ago. Um, wow. So he's that's not so he's nice to have dementia on your birthday no it's not um and hopefully you and i don't you know have that happen to us yeah because uh, that would be quite you know that's gonna suck uh, yeah um yeah um he's 77 and i would just like to say that for a wrestler um at, at that age he's lived quite the fulfilling life mm. um, because there's not many wrestlers who actually live up to be that age of uh, four starters yeah know, because it's a very unfortunate uh, circumstance that wrestlers usually die in 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 their 50s or, or 60s sometimes yeah. yeah um so for him to live all the way up to 77 and hopefully longer um you know he's he, he's had quite a successful career a quite respect a quite respectable career mm. um as far as i'm concerned um and yeah um as tragic as this is i would just like to really put it out there that um 
that we should really look back at his career quite fondly for what it was. Um, and I know, Habo, that you and I don't really seem to, let's just say, enjoy the extreme style of Yeah, wrestling. the hardcore garbage deathmatch style. Right. But what I will say is that what he delivered um, per that style uh, when he was performing in ECW back in the day, um, it was quite respectable in the way that he managed to perform it in not only a believable way, but in a way that would make me want to see more of um, it. Even though I don't particularly like the extreme way of wrestling, um, he and Mick Foley, for example, tended to, at times, do it in a respectable way. And that's that I what want to has inspired this generation of deathmatch wrestlers that aren't even half as good. Yes, but today's generation, they don't really do it in a respectable way they, as most of they them don't tended get to it. do they, back in the, in the they, day. It's more creative, but sometimes creative can be stupid. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And also, it's a lot more gymnastics-based, you know, um, high-flying-based. Yeah, and, and this, this dude, this moron on social media that did like a, a senton onto this guy with a flipping... Stone pillar on his back and broke it in half. I'll, I'll show you. Why? I don't Why? know. I, I just went on that post and said, This dude is stupid, man. I and, mean, it's bad enough that they use, you know, um, light tubes and, and, and all of that nonsense, but a brick pillow? Like, come on, that is ridiculous. Let me find it. Should I hear uh, Wrestling has really lost its uh, way. Really. It. I'm going to send it to you. You should have it now. I've got it. This is what God damn no 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 like that stuff should be banned. Yeah. Like bar none. Like that look, I understand that you want to have believability in how you perform the extreme style, but that is taking it way over the top. Like, come on. There, there should be some restrictions on the... on what you can and can't do. Exactly. In a, in a extreme wrestling um, way. Hardcore match. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. like, sell for the stuff. Don't just get hit by a flipping light tube and get up or don't go through a flaming table and get up immediately. Yeah, um, 
wasn't it Kenny Omega at uh, Full Gear or something last year when he faced uh, John Moxley in in that unsanctioned match? That was and he Full went, Gear 2019. And, okay, and uh, as he was uh, dropped back on his back onto the thumb st- onto onto the um, thumb tacks or, or or the mice um, trap uh, things. And he basically sold it like he was uh, flicked by air. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, he's being slammed down onto mouse traps or or thumbtacks, and he's selling it like he's being flicked by air. Like, come on. You know, like rolling about, like just oh Jesus Christ. Like I understood that back in the in the nineties when Mick Foley was doing it, you know that was believable. But he but he would also sell it like, oh my God, I am in so much pain. Like do not do this at home, you know. But now Kenny does it and like, oh it's fine. You can do it in your backyard against your teddy bears if you really want to, kids. Like no, no. Like, either take it seriously or don't do it at all. Yeah, exactly. That's a motto that every wrestler should be going. You take it seriously or you buzz off. Don't come and ruin the business any more than it's been ruined. Yes, and with that said, um, Terry Funk... um, Sad that he has dementia, but hopefully he um, lives on for as long as he possibly can um, with it. Yeah, yeah. Is there any more news to cover, or is that it? I believe that is... Hold on, oh wait. I suppose we could um, converse about the live crowds um, making their return. Yeah, yeah, we could. And speaking of which, uh, SummerSlam, uh, there's going to be a SmackDown uh, this coming week uh, that's going to be in front of fans. There's Money in the Bank, uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, all that stuff. And then SummerSlam. It's going to be back in front of fans, and I'm actually quite excited to have fans back again. It's been quite a few months since we've had fans in the building again. I am going to be so thankful that they, that, that they, that they are going to leave the effing Thunderdome. I'm going to be so thankful that those fake crowd sounds like from the um, video games are going to be wiped out because we're going to have live crowd uh, sound for real now. Yeah. I'm going to be so thankful for that return because, oh my god, the Thunderdome can be placed in the trash. (laughs) In the trash. Just like Dave Melcher's um, rating scale in the damn trash, the Thunderdome goes. Yeah, and Dave Meltzer himself. But um, we will. Um, what else? Let, let's. I was gonna. Oh yeah. Oh, um, I, yeah. I've I've read that 
they're going to be back in Madison Square Garden for SmackDown. I yeah, think, in September. Uh, and and that's that's quite the um, um, special um, show then um, for that episode. Yeah, and then apparently you're going to be at a live yes. WWE show yes. in September. Uh, yes, uh, I've got the hotel booked, uh, which is, oh, is it, it's about a mile out from the arena, so I've got to sort of, anyway, um, but yeah, um, I've got that booked out. Um, I did have two tickets originally, but unfortunately the other uh, one, uh, well, Fritz couldn't go because um, that happens to be his uh fiance's birthday oh um so you know i obviously understand why he can't go because you know he has other you know things to attend and to take care of um so what i successfully managed to sell that that ticket for the same price i purchased it so i basically uh, got that money back now so i'm happy um but yeah i will be going to the live event in cardiff um, which is in the uh, which is in the in the UK for those unaware. Um, I don't know if it's Raw or SmackDown or both. I I don't know, but um, I I will be there. I will be recording this time, and I will be covering it on the other podcast that I'll be doing uh, with Face soon. Um, of course, being the uh, Wrestling Against the World podcast. Um, so that'll be that in a few months' time. Um, so and, I'll get into and, that more then. And also, did I say that Ralph Sucker couldn't be here because he's out somewhere? I don't think I have no, said... No, you, you haven't mentioned his name once and neither have I. So oh. I do apologise. I apologise. I do, I do apologise. Yeah, Ralph Sucker... Because Ralph Sucker... He, he is the one who is taking my place here um, on the podcast, so I think I think we shouldn't mention him. Yeah, um, he will yeah. be at SummerSlam in at the end of August. Oh, yeah, really? he he told us ah, that cool. that he will be at SummerSlam. So hopefully he will ah. record some footage for us and represent yeah. us there. And. I'll be excited to see some of the... So we've got quite some big stuff coming in the next few months. And... Yeah. And um, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Yes, and also what a time for me in specific because I'm starting to get myself back into it all over again after I basically switched off for the past few months. Um, so hopefully I can get back into it, you know, with the full swing of things and, you know, try and get my, um, what do you call it, um, passion back up to the levels that it used to be at. Yeah. Um, but, you know, time will tell. <laughs> okay, so now we've got all the news and stuff. I was going to talk about somebody uh, in the wrestling community, but we'll save that for the main event. Today's oh, or tonight's are main you, event. Are you sure? Yeah. And then. Okay. 
So now we have SmackDown that happened this past Friday, July 2nd. Yeah. So then now, firstly, a video package highlighting the issue between Roman Reigns and Edge plays. It was really good. Yeah, it caught ah. it caught me up on what was going on with them, and then Edge came out and cut a promo. So then he reflected on WrestleMania 37, his last day, and he mm -hmm. and he vowed to beat Roman Reigns and take his Universal Championship. So then uh, he was also talking about. You know that spot where he took that metal bar and put it in Roman Reigns' mouth. I don't think you've seen oh, yes, this. Yes, yes. And, and, go, oh, and and then Roman's like, and and then he was talking about that is the face of fear, and I'm gonna put that same fear in Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank, and mm, mm. and. Okay. And then, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. so now we have the first match of the program. King Shinsuke Nakamura and Big E versus the Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin. In case you didn't know, Josh, mm -hmm. but uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took Baron Corbin's crown and then they had a battle for the crown a few weeks ago, and then now he's ah, the okay, new okay. king. So then, wait. Okay, okay, so so uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is now the official king of the ring. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Okay then. <laughs> You're not mad. No. Okay. Uh, so then, were you expecting me to? Well, it, uh, there wasn't an official like tournament for the King of the Ring. No, no, but like it kind of makes sense to me because Baron Corbin is the um, former King of the Ring, so now he's basically defending his honor to r remain the king. Um, I I don't know if you find that to be logical from your standpoint, but to me, I I think it's fine. Mm, yeah, um, I, I wasn't mad about it either. I was just wondering what you think of it. But before we get talking about anything, let me fix something up. But but I do feel like um, a King of the Ring tournament should happen though um, soon. Yeah, you know? I'd like to see another King of the Ring. It was like it was really good. Uh, Ricochet was really good in it, and Baron Corbin. That that's when I started to oh, see that. Oh, and and Chad, Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad Gable was in there, and yes. Cedric Alexander, and it was a really good. I really enjoyed it. But the only thing that I want changed, and this is you know, and and you could consider this to be a minor nitpick but I would like to rebrand the naming of it because I don't I, I don't see the purpose of having a royal character or a royal gimmick come, coming out of it 
you know what I mean? Like, I would much prefer it just to be a number one contenders tournament leading into SummerSlam or Survivor Series. You win, you win that tournament, and then you um, get reward. Re, re, uh, my, my voice, and then you get rewarded with a championship uh, match of your choosing at SummerSlam or um, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, that is what I would much prefer it to be, but they seemingly have it that the winner becomes the actual king character, which I don't see the point of, especially now in 2021. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let me. I mean, they, they could call it the um, Gold Rush Tournament or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I, as you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So then Rick Boogs, uh, this dude, Rick Boogs, is this guy that introduces Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring and he does like a rock and roll entrance like <laughs> and it, 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 it's like was he was he from NXT I think he may have been hmm okay yeah it, okay. It, it's like kind of like goofy and stuff like that oh. and oh. yeah <laughs> Well, thanks, Sabo. <laughs> it gave him he gave him a, a rock and roll introduction as he came out. Then his partner B came out, and then they went to the break. So now that Baron Corbin has had his crown taken away from him, he's become a sad, depressed Corbin, which the IWC calls down bad Corbin uh, I'm not exactly sure what down bad means it, is it has a few different meanings but in this case I guess it means depressed and then I, so down bad Corbin came out followed by his partner the current reigning and defending intercontinental champion Apollo Crews with Commander Aziz or formerly known as Dabakato from Raw Underground uh, yes yeah. yeah so then the bell rang and the match started I actually took quite a bit of notes for this okay. I, I didn't take many notes for NXT which was a shame and uh -huh. he, yeah so then Nakamura and Cruz lock up. Cruz shoots Nakamura off, gave him an Irish whip into the corner, yeah. and then they ran into each other. The Intercontinental Champion gets the new king into a headlock. Nakamura shoots him off and ran him over. Nakamura gave Apollo a kick to the head, then shot him off into the corner. Runs into him puts him on the top rope, stomach facing the floor, and gives him a knee. Apollo falls down, and then Nakamura chokes him with his foot, and Big E tags in. 
They both choke Apollo while Rick Boogs does a guitar riff outside, like, and that was unnecessary. And then Big E gets Apollo Crews in the abdominal stretch submission hold, shoots him off, and gives him an elbow for a two count. Corbin gets tagged in and Wee knocks him off the apron. He clotheslines Biggie and shoots him off outside the arena into the Thunderdome and they go to the break. We come back from the break and Corbin is beating on Biggie and has him in what looks to be the armor armbar submission hole. Biggie tries to retaliate but he hits the, then he hits the rope but Corbin gives him a back elbow for a two count. Apollo ta is tagged back in, gives B an axe handle, punches him, shoots him off, and gives him a drop kick. The Intercontinental Champion has B in a headlock. B gets up and launches Apollo over the top rope, and the former King Baron Corbin tags in. He shoots Biggie into the corner and knocks Nakamura off the apron. He slams Biggie, tries to pin him, but Nakamura comes to his aid. Apollo hits a release German suplex on Nakamura. They start fighting on the outside while Biggie and Corbin are in the ring selling. Corbin gets up and starts beating on Biggie. Rick Boogs announces that there's someone's car with the number plate ringing King C King dash CRBN is being towed and it happens to be Baron Corbin's Mercedes-Benz G-Class SUV. B takes advantage of the distraction and hits the big ending for the win. I don't uh, Ryan Whiteley, shout out to him again, said that this counted as Apollo Crews taking loss, but it didn't really, uh, not to me, it didn't feel like him taking loss because he wasn't the one who got pinned. It was Corbin who got pinned. But I also didn't like the whole distraction thing, and Rick Booth is just goofy, biggie, and King Nakamura, the winners of this match. So I gave wrestling a five and logic a two. What do you think about that? Okay, uh, my main question the tag rope. I, I didn't really look up uh, out for oh, that. Come on, <laughs> oh, I'm very disappointed, man. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll look I'll look next time. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, point, point number two is the way you d described it, uh, Rick Boog seems to be playing the Xavier Woods uh, role on the outside. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, playing the, playing the um, Yeah, it, it's sort of like that. That's, that's pretty accurate. Trombone or, or, or yeah. I believe it was trombone. Um, yeah. yeah, that's. <laughs> you look like Why you're. Is that funny? You're, you look like you're milking a cow or heaven <laughs> or heaven forbid. Uh, 
you know. Oh, 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 don't, 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 yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and also, uh, just, just to quickly say this, um, I do see it as a loss for Apollo Crews. Now, yes, he wasn't the one who specifically got pinned. I understand that, but he's on the losing side and he's on the losing team. So even though he technically is in the clear because he didn't, you know, really get pinned or or submitted for, for that matter. He was still on the, the losing side, so that still technically counts as a loss um, towards him. So, which um, I obviously take issue with because champion shouldn't lose under any circumstances. Unless the title is being defended. Yes, or unless it's a unification match. Yeah. Which is basically a, a title defense anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,. Because I can't really think of any other reasons that I would allow for a champion to lose when not defending the actual championship that they're the holder of. So. Yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, um, if only. I wish I could say, speaking of trash, but I, I didn't not like this. I, I actually like this. Oh, well. I, I thought it was eh. So, Bailey comes out and oh. brags about beating Bianca Belair and Cesaro last week and was just, you know, talking trash about Bianca, you know, like tearing her down, you know, uh, just slandering, whatever you want to say, like, like a heel. Because that's what yeah. heels do. They yeah. talk bad about people and they do all these evil things uh, uh, AEW um, needs to learn um, that yeah um, yeah <laughs> anyway she browbeats and knocks her until the champion the Smackdown women's champion Bianca Belair comes out and then she came and cut a promo on and challenged Bailey to an I quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. And Bailey says she is willing to quit wrestling completely if she says I quit. Comp and compared to what comes later from the women's division, this was probably the best women's women's segment on the show. What did you think about that? The order of the feud and the matches that they are happening doesn't really correlate to the order that it should be if, if you're following a straightforward timeline. Yeah. Um, and that, that to me is an issue. Uh, I, look, 
they just recently had a hell in in, in a cell, right? Yeah. And now they're going to have a I quit match. Like it. it uh, look, it, look. It, if it was me, it would be the other way around. Um, because that that just makes a lot more sense to me. Um, how can you have a hell in a cell match after an I quit match, though? Because it depends on the circumstances of the I quit match happening in. Um, if it's look, Bailey, for example, here is making it seem like this is the be all end all. So I suppose I could let that uh, slide. But, for example, going back to uh, the Miz against John Cena when they had their I Quit match, I, like, I couldn't buy into that as the ending like, or, or, of their feud because it just didn't feel like it was the ending. And I didn't see it. Uh, to me, the hell in a cell is the literal end point because you're supposed to be um, going through literal hell to end your opponent, right? So Yeah. And an I quit match just seems to be a step back from that just a little bit. Yes, you're basically trying to make your opponent quit. But the hell in the cell to me is just like a step above that in terms of level of importance towards a feud. Mm. I I don't know if you see it in see it in that way but uh, that's the way that I see it yeah um Bailey saying that she'll quit completely makes me think that she's either going to win or she's either going to win because I I, I don't see her leaving yeah so now she <laughs> Jimmy Uso, the man who has now been arrested and taken off of TV, is in the backstage area talking to Paul Heyman and says that he will consult with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to get a main event spot to confront Edge and beat him all over the place, as he says in the promo. <clears throat> So now the second match, a last man standing money in the bank qualifying match between uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens comes out followed by Sami Zayn. Oh, I forgot to say about that. So then the match started and then Kevin Owens already started beating on Sami Zayn in the corner and then he gave him a cannonball. They fight on the outside for a few minutes, then they spill into the Thunderdome. Kevin Owens slams Sami's face into the Thunderdome several times. He throws Sami Zayn back to the ringside area over the barricade, gives him a swanton bomb puts him onto the announce desk and punches him repeatedly, tries to jump off the barricade behind the announce desk, but Sammy finally gets up and throws Kevin Owens onto the desk. They get, they go to the break. We come back from the break and they're back in the ring. And Kevin Owens is just all over Sammy Zayn. It's just 
beating the crap out of him. And then Kevin Owens takes out two tables. He tries to suplex Sammy onto the tables on the corner of the ring, but he but Sammy Zayn escapes. Sammy Zayn does a dive onto Kevin Owens. They get back in the ring and Sammy is raining punches on Kevin Owens. They fight each other and look at now it doesn't look too bad. Sammy Zayn suplexes Kevin Owens into the corner. Kevin Owens gives Sammy Zayn a brain buster of the top rope, I believe. They get up and Sammy Kevin Owens gives Sammy Zayn two super kicks. He puts him on the top turnbuckle and chops him. Gets on the middle turnbuckle and tries to power bomb him. But Sammy gets out underneath him and shoves him off through the two tables. Was that the finish? No. Instead, it was a break spot. We come back from the break and Sammy Zayn has set up a table. They fight on the outside and Sammy Zayn gives Kevin Owens a dragon suplex in the corner. On the apron, I mean. Gives Kevin Owens a hell of a kick in the corner. That's actually what it's called, a hell of a kick. And gives him another one. And then he yells to Kevin Owens, This is karma for everything you've ever done. And then gives him a third hell of a kick. Sammy Zayn tries to do a dive from the outside through the middle and bottom rope onto Kevin Owens. But the fellow Quebecer super kicks him. They get back inside the ring and then Kevin Owens gives him a pop-up power bomb, a stunner, then a power bomb through the announce desk, another one through oh the table that Sami Zayn set up, oh and then yet God. another one on the apron for the win. If they had they had they had Sami Zayn gotten up after three power bombs, I would have been mad. I would have given this zero. I would have shut the whole thing off. So wrestling, yeah. I gave a seven and logic a two. Is that the end of this feud now, or what? I don't know. How many how many matches do they need to have? Jesus Christ! <sighs> so what like, do you? Why, why didn't this end at WrestleMania? I don't, I don't understand why this had to continue. I don't. I don't understand why this even had to continue continue on for past WrestleMania. Like what? WrestleMania is supposed to be the pay per view, right? The biggest pay per view of the year, where you culminate any field that you've been in prior to prior to that pay per view. You basically end your field, and then on the week after. You basically start a new feud with somebody else. Yeah. But no, no. They decide. Eh, we have nothing else for them to do, so we'll just carry on going. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny though because it's the last standing match 
to qualify for a money in the bank match. It's, it's basically like a gimmick for a gimmick. A hell on a hand. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they, but obviously they had to raise the stakes because they won't have like a singles match here and a extreme rules match here and a force count anyway match here and whatever else match that that, that they've had. So obviously they, they couldn't just have a no a never normals match. No, they they had to give it a big gimmick match like a last one standing. This is hopefully the last <laughs> one standing of this feud. <laughs> And the last, last man standing that Kevin Owens had, I hated. It was the worst match of the Royal Rumble this year. Oh, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, cuffs. Yeah, and then he gets thrown, he gets pushed off the height of the Thunderdome through a table and he gets up, gets run over with a golf cart and gets up. Gets thrown off a forklift and gets up. Like, my sell the damn thing. If you compare those moments, Habo, to his last man standing match against Dean against Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship at Royal Rumble 2016, where basically all it took was to push Kevin off off the top turnbuckles through a table at ringside. To, to to end it and yet now like five years later he's being hit with golf cars and he's getting up and he's being thrown off the stadium and he's getting up <laughs> like how like how does that make sense like, like what did what was roman gonna have to do shooting with the ak-47 i mean all it took Dean Ambrose to do was to push him off off the top to off the top turnbuckle. Yeah. And yet Roman's like, oh my god. Like, am I gonna have to shoot him? <laughs> like, like, what are you gonna have to do? Yeah. And then here with Sammy and oh, I have had enough. And and then Edge is in the back with Megan Morant, and he is Megan Morant. She's like a new uh, SmackDown correspondent. Uh, quite attractive. Uh, quite attractive, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, we all go on. It, and speaking of attractive, but not really entertaining, it is announced that. Sonia Deville will announce the next entrance entrant in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match a week from Sunday. Oh. And, and then Baron Corbin is walking through the building while Rick Booth is making King jokes to make fun of him. And I didn't need to see this and I just skipped over it. Then Sonia Deville announce the person that we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast mm -hmm. <clears throat> she is fierce and driven and her name is Zelina Vega and she came back 
and then she cut a promo about how she's gonna win money in the bank and then cash in on either the raw smackdown or even nxt women's champion then Liv no. morgan came out no. and complained about not being in the match and then i fast forwarded because this uh -huh. is just not a pretty girl 2008 diva segment it doesn't mean anything and stuff like that yeah so then seth rollins is complaining to sonya deville and adam pierce that edge got a universal championship match instead of him and now he will have and now he will yeah. have to beat cesaro next week in a money in the bank qualifying match so what do you think about that a few things I take issue with Zelina Vega, not because she's returned. Because I, I, I think I think that's fine. I think that is w w what it is. Um, if you know, if she wants to come back, then you know that that's her choice. Whatever. Yeah. But my but my issue is the logic of her coming back and instantly being put into the money in the bank for the women. Like, no, 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 no. You've got to win some matches. You've got to earn it. You've got to re-earn your spot on the... On the... Hard, um, in the division. You, you've got to re-earn your place there. You can't just come back and go, I'm not winning the money in the bank. No, that is not, that is not how logic works. And also, speaking of logic here, Edge... Okay. Mm -hmm. The rumble that he did not win, even though he technically did, according to their logic of 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 how things work, which is you know trash. Um, he had his shot. Okay, he had his shot because he won the rumble, so therefore he 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 main events WrestleMania, right? He, he okay, he had his shot. He lost. Okay, he doesn't get granted a rematch clause. No, he lost. So now he has to earn it. And no, he he comes back and and basically demands another shot and and he just gets it like that because he's edge. No, who did he beat to become the the number one contender? Who? Oh, that's right. Nobody. 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 Mm. Like, how does that make... Look, I understand that he's a legend. I understand that he's basically already seen as a championship material guy. He, he can just get it like that. Sure. But no. Because when it comes to actual wrestling logic, who did he beat to earn his championship uh, pl uh, placement? Nobody. So yeah, um, I'm happy that Edge is having his one-on-one -on -one against uh, Roman against Roman because that is what it should have been all along. Can Daniel Bryan my ass? I, um, oh damn it. Anyway, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, well, you barely heard that cuss word. That that uh, slipped out there. It's fine. Um, 
Yeah, so he's finally getting his one-on-one match, which I want, which is what I want to see. But but the issue is how he's getting it, you know. Um, that is that is the issue. But I will be watching it, and I'm happy that he's getting it, even though I don't like getting it. If that makes sense to you, uh, Chabo. Yes, and. I think that's it for now. Uh, from SmackDown, I think. No, we're so, still we're still going. No? Still quite a bit okay. going. Oh, okay. So now the fourth match on the show, on the program, preferably, Otis versus Angelo Dawkins. Otis came out, and then they rolled a video of the ongoing issue between the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Angelo Dawkins okay. came out and I was actually surprised that Otis was, you know, beating up Angelo Dawkins like this. I thought it would would have been competitive, but maybe that's a good thing because now Otis has this new heel character where he beats people up. And now we can take you more seriously. Like, I, 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 re- I recently listened back to our Survivor Series review, and you were, you were talking about how you, how you couldn't take, how you have never taken Rush. Otis Rush. seriously up until now. Yeah, and Rush. and just, you said that he, he should just be a guy that, beats everybody up and now he's the guy that beats everybody up yeah but now my yeah but now my issue with this is am i just expected to just go along with it and accept that he's all uh, that that he's all of a sudden this kick-ass monster after he's been a Oh, like, yeah. like um friendly face for the past two, three, four, five years. Yeah. Like, am I really supposed to just expect myself to just, to just go? You know what? I've all I've always wanted him to be a kickass, and now that he is one, you know what? I sh- I should just accept it and go along with it for what it is. No, I can't do that. Even though I want to, because. This is how I've always wanted him to be, but I can't just yet because I need time to readjust to him now being this way after I've known him to be a certain other way for a very, very long time. Yeah. It's the same issue I had with Roos, uh, I mean, Miro now in in AEW. Yeah, he was a um, goofy comedy video game nerd that was... Yeah, video game, yes. And now he's this big guy that beats everybody else and yells at everybody. And now, had they done this from the start, he would have been like world championship material. But then Tony Khan's... Backwards booking got him where Trash. he was. Uh-huh. Um, because I mentioned in my solo review of Double or Nothing, I think it yeah. was. Um, what, what, when I was at the week. Um, because I mentioned that 
I can't take Rusev seriously, even though I want to be, and, and even though I should, because he was basically a comedic arcade character for many, many months, and then now well, he's a kick-ass character, and that's just supposed to believe in him as being that. The same thing with Otis, right? He's been a comedy character, and now, like, a week later, he's a kick-ass, and now I'm supposed to believe that he's a kick-ass. Yeah. Like, where's the... Where's the... Um, where's the... Um, string and the needle to, like, you know, tie it all t- together? Like, yeah. Where is it? You know? Well, it just doesn't make sense to me um, at this time. But uh, po- on a positive note, Otis is now a heel, which I'm in favour of. So thank goodness for that. Um, you know, better late than never. Yeah, um, better late so, than ever. So time will tell on how I'll adjust to him, you know, in his new character now. So we'll see. Okay, so then I gave this wrestling a five and logic a five. So then, oh, okay, two money in the bank qualifying matches have been made official next week Cesaro okay. versus Seth Rollins for the third time now, and King yeah. Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Okay. So now we have the okay. Cesaro, ha- Cesaro has to win because because he because he, he just has to because otherwise this entire feud has been, has been pointless. You know because Cesaro has to win this feud otherwise why bother building him up building him up for you know if you're just gonna drop him back down again like no. Now's the time to use Cesaro, so you either use him, or basically his entire feud with uh, Seth Rollins has been all for nothing, which will be very disappointing. So Cesaro has to win, and he has to be in Money in Bank, not Seth Rollins. And also, how many times has has um, Nakamura faced Corbin over the past few weeks? Uh, maybe three or four times now. And now they're wrestling again, even though he, even though they've just wrestled for the crown, and now they're uh, just. Oh. Look, Nakamura has to win again, you know, just to cement his uh, status as being the new king. Otherwise, if Corbin just just wins here, you know, the the crown switching would be would mean nothing really, because it just, yeah. So <laughs> Nakamura has to win in order for this to make some semblance of of uh, sense. Yeah. And, and also, it will make more sense for Nakamura to win to further push Corbin down his downward spiral that he's apparently heading down now with his new character di- direction. So it, it it will make more sense for him to lose for for that reason as well. So. <laughs> So now we have our main event of SmackDown. Jimmy okay. Uso's confrontation with Edge. Jimmy Uso Which comes out. Which is possibly Jimmy Uso's last confrontation <laughs> in the ring ever. 
Fury Uso comes out, followed by Edge after being called out. Edge mm -hmm. comes out of comes out and chastises Jimmy for being another one of Roman's uh, bees, uh, female dogs, if you will. Uh, uh -huh. yeah. And Jesus. what what a <laughs> And he was saying, what happened to nobody's B-itch? Uh, uh, how about you say it as in beesh? Yeah. Like, like, um, you beesh. Yeah. You know? like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they get physical. They... Uh, you know, they were fighting each other, throwing each other around, slamming each other. They might as yeah. well have had a match. And that was SmackDown. This show wasn't too bad. I could have done without a few things. I think it was better when I watched it live. You know, because it's, oh, okay. it's just nicer to watch it live. I'll be, I'll be watching it again live tonight. Um, really late at night um, <laughs> and I could have done without Kevin Owens going through two tables and getting up or, yeah. and the pretty girl segment but other than that this was a decent episode of Smackdown and I look forward to tonight's episode and uh, you know money in the bank so overall yeah. this gets wrestling six and logic a five okay uh wrestling i don't know because i i i obviously haven't seen it for myself but for the logic i would say maybe a two maximum okay you know, because of all the reasons i've you know given for it um yeah but yeah um well, it does sound like something that I would enjoy watching, but unfortunately, the logic just gets in the way of my enjoyment at times. But but yeah, that, that that's going to be interesting as, as uh, time goes on, especially because I'm going to be starting up the uh, the other podcast soon. So oh god, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be something. Something. Anyway, I, I tried um, to watch Raw this past Monday and I just fell asleep. Like, it, it wasn't bad, uh, but <laughs> it, it didn't suck, but it was just so boring. There was nothing interesting going on. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So then, we now we have WWE NXT The Great American Bash 2021 that took place this past Tuesday the 6th of July at the Capitol Wrestling Center with fans actual live fans they have the um, that barricade you know, you know, you know that, uh, that that fence, fence um, yeah the, the um, the plastic, no, 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 no. The plexiglass. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I think they still do, but. Um, oh, because that banging that 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 that, that they do. Yeah? That yeah, yeah, that like, that annoyed oh. us at War Games last year. That drove me terrible, 
bats. That drove me bats last year. Uh, and then <sighs> the first match for the NXT yeah. Tag Team Championships. MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley, the champions, versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I originally thought about uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Like, why are they a tag team after they tried to gouge one another's eyeballs with the fight pit match back in January? Like, they looked like they legitimately were going to kill each other. And then they just become friends. Uh, but then I was convinced that, uh, you know, even after being each other up like that, they can still gain respect. And you look like you got something to say. The bar. Yeah. Seamus and Slough, they had, they were wrestling a best of, of uh, seven series, right? They were feuding, right? And then they turned that feud into a tag team. So I'm assuming that's the same case here with um, Champa and uh, Thatcher. Oh, okay. Because that's how the bar became a tag team. They were feuding in a best of seven series and then they just became a team because they respected their um, competition against each other that they wanted to team up because of it. Yeah, and Tyron Magnus, our favorite YouTuber, oh, yeah. just uploaded a new video. It's a try not to love, but it's not uh, my, it's not my, it's not my try not to love, which I'm quite disappointed. I, I still haven't had an email back from him, from him about it. I don't, I don't, I don't even think he's even seen my, my uh, emails that I, that I've sent him, Chabu. Yeah, I'll try to send it to him again um, today, but we'll see. Hopefully, he sees it one day and yeah. get does a um, reaction. Yeah. That will that will be like super cool. That would make you, um, what do you call it, um, c cemented, right? Yeah. Yeah, as in uh, that would make you a sort of well-known well name for, from that point onwards, because people will will flock to to your channel, you know, to find out, uh, to you know, to see this video that uh, Tyrone seen and you know, boost up from from there. Um, anyway. As has happened um, with some of my other videos, he actually did react to one of my videos. Uh, the the Family Guy one, right? No, it wasn't. Oh, a, oh, oh, no, 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 the, uh, wasn't. It was like a whole nother try not the, to uh, laugh. I think yeah, it, 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 was, yeah. it was. It was. It was a. It was a laugh compilation of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, was well, this a must-see match from the must-see kids? Oh, yeah. Was ah. <laughs> Is that what it stands for, the must-see kids? I believe so. MSK, must-see kids. Oh. I believe that's what they're called. Okay, so. yeah, well, we got sidetracked, and now let's get back to NXT. Sorry. Um, so... 
NX MSK, the current <laughs> champions at the time of broadcasting, comes out followed by the challengers Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, no, no, no. The order of the entrances are wrong. Oh. The, the challengers come out first, and <laughs> the I knew you wouldn't be happy about that. <laughs> and then, oh, is it now? <laughs> and, and I think there may be another example. Um, oh no! <laughs> yeah. look, look, it's basic knowledge, okay? Especially in wrestling. If you're the challenger, you come out first, and if you're the champion, you come out last because you're the champion. Why would you come out first? Yeah. Anyway, you're saying. And then uh, I I didn't take notes on it, but it, this was actually quite good. The fans were into it. Uh, it. It was a lot of stuff happening. It wasn't too ridiculous. MSK did you know flips and stuff like that, but it wasn't ri too ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, young bucks, <clears throat> young bucks, in most of those tag teams, and and they actually don't really flip as much as they used to, you know. But that that doesn't mean they're good. But yeah, and then so I gave wrestling an eight. And the logic and eight. Okay. NXT general. What what do you think of that, by the way? Well, I'll have to wait and see it for when I see it to probably judge it, which I'll probably see it tonight or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but obviously, the main thing that I will be keeping my eye on is, is obviously tag the rope. tag rope. <laughs> no, seriously, no, Hado. I I have to pay, I I have to pay attention uh, attention to that because it's the foundation for if a tag is legally made or not. It's the entire foundation for if the tag match is a tag match or not. I remember you went crazy uh, on Randy Orton after he didn't hold he let go of the tag rope. And tagged in Damien Sandow or whoever it was at WrestleMania 29. Uh, I can't believe he did. He was lit. He was holding the tag rope. He was literally holding it like that. Right? He's holding it, and his arm was now. And then he let go as he was making the tag. He let go, and then about a second later, not not holding it. Hi. <laughs> on purpose, just to piss me off, he did. That venomous steak. That vermin, how about that? I'm really trying not to. <laughs> Ex explode here. <laughs> I literally have finished counseling today. Okay, so 
I am trying not to, you know, try and get back on that all over again. I've li- literally gone through that already. I'm good. Oh. I swear down, Randy Orton did, did that on purpose just to piss me off. <laughs> I can't. He was literally holding it and he let go. He let go. <laughs> Let, let go. Anyway, um, NXT, um, the the other matches. Yeah. So then, <laughs> the NXT general manager William Regal and Samoa Joe, his assistant, are standing in the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah, Samoa Joe came back after he was fired to become uh, William Regal's uh, guest assistant manager. So then William Regal calls out Johnny Gargano and NXT champion Uh. Karrion Cross. Gargano then came out and he still looks as goofy as when I quit watching. Is he still wearing that um, headband and bad haircut? Looks like a small child. I just can't stand this guy. He reminds me of that um, kid from the Karate Kid. Well, I haven't seen Karate Kid, so I don't know. Whilst he whilst he r- r- reminds me of um, what do you call it um, Ralph Macho or 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 the, the other one, like because he, he yeah, it, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm in the ring of um, cross. Oh my gosh! When they get in the ring. My, if if Cross doesn't just beat this guy to a pulp, I, I don't know why why I'm watching. But then Cross, Carrion Cross came out, and surprisingly, his girlfriend or wife or fiance wasn't there with him. No, 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 um, um. What's her name again? Scarlett Bordeaux. Okay, Scarlett Bordeaux um, is his manager, right? Yes. So I think, yeah, because I think that's what she is. I think uh, she she is his, try saying that three times so fast. She is his, she's, um, I think she is his manager and manager only. I, I I don't think there's any, I don't I don't think there's anything else going on between them. There is. They're, they're in a relationship, for real. I thought um, Scarlett was going out with John Morrison. Right? That's Ty of Valkyrie, not Scarlett Bordeaux. Oh. Who, who's Frank? Silly me. Who's Silly me. Frankie Monet in XT. Oh, I got them mixed up. Okay then. Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
And then anyway, so I uh, to waste that time there. Gargano cuts a really cringy, goofy promo on Karrion Cross, and boy, this guy's pro. Excuse my language, but this guy's promos are the drizzling shit. Like he, it just sounds like a fucking Cartoon Network villain. Like, like not even the good ones, just the comedy, foolish, goofy villains. I can't take this guy serious, but then when Karrion Cross took that microphone, he took that microphone and just cut a promo on him. He told the truth about him. I mean, you're a small, worthless kid who couldn't hang with me and I will beat you like a drum next week. Imagine having a TV special and not defending your world championship on day. But he was just destroying him and telling the truth about him and I enjoyed every second of it. So what do you think about that segment? I think I think it's fine from the way it sounds, you know, from the way you're describing it. Um, if this doesn't end in a complete squash for Cross to win and absolutely obliterate Gargano then all this would be a complete failure yeah because gargano having any like um any um believable offense no yeah no no cross <laughs> needs to basically do three moves and that's it we count and that's it Just... basically what basically what i'm thinking it, uh, here is goldberg against brock lesnar uh, Survivor Series um, 2016. You know, Spear, Jackhammer, Pinfall, done. You know? Yeah. Like, absolute just murder. Like, murder. Like, just... just make him cry and cry to his mama. Uh, or even Mama Lorray. We will because see this. In Yes, because this needs to be Cross's ultimate statement that he, that he is that he is here, that he that he is the new dominant, unbeatable, formidable foe. Like, okay, okay. He needs to establish that if he wants to kick anybody's ass in a matter of seconds, then then he can. He, he needs to establish this. He, he needs to destroy Gargano. He needs to. Look, I, I like Gargano to a certain extent. I think he's a good wrestler when he wants to be. Yeah. Okay? But this is a match that needs to specifically be a squash in order to make this a success for the, for the storyline and also the character that Cross is supposed to be. Yeah. 
And also, and also, right, you can then build that up into a remaster on the line, in which Gargano, as an actual serious face, tries to actually, you know, uh, mount some offense and try to actually have a back-and-forth match on the next time around, which he'll probably fail again because Cross, you know, should, you know, put him down, mm. you know? But, uh, yeah... Time will tell. And who is the heel in that feud? Like, people are cheering Cross, but then they're cheering Gargano. And <clears throat> I just don't I... get it. I would assume Gargano is the... Oh, what do you call it? The the uh, tweener, like in the middle of face and heel. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think so, he's the heel because you know, Karrion Cross well, looks to be the baby face in okay. this feud. No. Okay. I mean, uh, look, um, you see, you see, this, this is where wrestling uh, gets muddled up. Um, especially now when you don't really have faces and heels properly established as you should mm. you know um, it, it's a very strange predicament you know um, but if but if anything uh, Gargano could turn face during this match because of how much he's being because of how much his ass is being kicked that he's being turned face in the process. That could happen, you know. Um, but uh, time will tell. Right. Um, anything else from? Anything else from NXT? No, we still got quite a lot. Okay. Um, and then now we have the second match for the million dollar championship if Cameron Grimes loses he becomes LA Knight's butler Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight the million dollar champion I thought this was a good match uh, I really liked how LA Knight was working he was really working like a cocky heel and you know I I think this is a bold unpopular opinion but I think this guy is the WWE's version of MJF and Ooh. Okay. yeah okay. and they also did some like ex impressive stuff like the uh, Spanish fly that Cameron Grimes did. He, I liked uh, it. And it, yeah. oh, and by the way, uh, MSK retained those uh, tag team championships. Oh, yeah. and yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, 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 okay. That's not how I would have it, but okay. Yeah, LA Knight is the winner of this match. He retains the million dollar championship. And now Cameron Grimes has to be his butler. So I gave Rasslin a 7.5 and Logic a 9. What do you think? 
you know what? I would go as far as to say I would give this a logic of 10. Wow, really? Yes. Because this is what you call classic 1980s style of booking heel versus face. Uh-huh. You know, just you know, just done in a more more in a more modernized uh, way, of course. Um, but yeah, this is to me is a classic style of booking which I am in favor of because you know I t- typically like that you know uh, style. Um, this started off with me not liking it at all. To me now being in favor of this continuing on the, the way it's going. Um, I was not a fan of the ladder match because of how they performed it. Um, I liked th- that they had a, la- a ladder match for the um, for the million dollar championship because I thought that was a nice way to establish who the brand new champion is. You know, you know they have to climb the ladder. You know, I like that, but I didn't like the way that they were performing uh, that match in specific because I couldn't believe in what they were doing at times. Like, why was, uh, for example, um, Cameron Grimes leaping off the uh, the uh, arena pole? Like, why? Like, isn't the aim of the game supposed to be? Yeah. Don't do all this BS and throw each other. It's entertaining, but it's not what should be happening. It didn't make sense. And also, why would he do those higher flying moves? Like, why would Cameron Grimes do the crossbody off the top of the of the thing? Like, that's not what he would do. Like, you know, that's not his style of, of, of wrestler like why it, it just doesn't make sense to me it, it just looked like he was just doing that for the sake of having a cool moment you know it, it, but apart you know apart from those issues of how they performed it um, I thought the correct winner was had um, LA Knight because he was clearly the heel you know cl- clearly by miles and uh, yeah and now the next step of the feud being um if cameron loses you have to be his butler that is classic booking uh, you know to to um hu- to humiliate the face in order to basically rise the face up to eventually um give the heel the comeuppance at the end uh, that is classic booking which i am in favor of um, so this sounds like it's going in the correct uh, direction, uh, but um, the way they performed it, I don't know because I haven't seen this matching um, specific. So yeah, uh, I'm sp- I'm speaking a lot today. <laughs> yeah, and then um, NXT Women's Champion. Raquel Gonzalez yeah. and Dakota Kyle seen backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell addressing their problems with okay. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. They seem okay. to be like really annoyed with them. They're like a pain in 
their side always getting in their business or something like that and you know it, it was fine wasn't great wasn't bad but yeah <clears throat> so then last week or a few weeks ago the this year's NXT breakout tournament was announced and now the competitors in the tournament are revealed and they are Trey Baxter Carmelo Hayes who I've heard quite a bit about Andre Chase Josh Briggs Ikemen Jiro Joe Gacy Odyssey Jones and Duke Hudson formerly Brendan Bink who was on Raw a few months ago during the PC the era. I'm a taster, right? <clears throat> no, 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 no. That no, was, that no, was, no, that was no, Adnan uh, Burke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Imagine if he was a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. You, you should be, uh, you should be arresting me, not Ch Jimmy or so. <laughs> The first, anyway, yeah. the first round match will be between Ikemen Jiro and Duke Hudson next week on NXT TV, which I will be watching. So, so now, will I. So now we have the third match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, the challengers versus The Way, consisting of Candice LeRae or Grandma LeRae, you know, with the gray, grayish purple hair and Indy Hardwell. Oh, okay. you, you know, they, they, these guys look like a, a family of four to me, you know, like Johnny Gargano's the dad, Candice LeRae's a mom, Austin Theory is the, is the oh, boy, and, yeah, and yeah. Indy Hardwell. I, I think I may have said this before, but I, I would be in favor of seeing them in like a family trip or something. And, you know, because that's what they look like to me, like a family of four, two parents, two kids. Yeah. And then, of course, you have um, De Dexter Loomis, oh, the boy yeah, yeah, ne next door. Yeah, the... the <laughs> The high school hottie that Indy Hartwell seems to like so much. Yeah, whatever it is, what it is, what it is. And then <laughs> Stark and I, I wonder. I sometimes wonder if Zoe Stark is related to Tony Stark. You know, the billionaire uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stark and Shirai come out, followed by the current champions at the time of broadcast, The Way. They were having a good match until Tegan Knox made a surprise return, and she just interrupted the whole match. I'm happy she's back, but it didn't need to happen like this. And by the way, I really, really, really... I'm starting to like Zoe Stark. She's so good in the ring. Okay. And, and Io Shirai, I think, is much better as a tag team wrestler. Oh, yeah? 
They yeah. Far better as a tag team wrestler than a single. And then Zoe it's, Stark pinned it's, Indy Hartwell. And then Zoe Stark pinned Indy Hartwell to win the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. So then, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, is Io Shirai doing less um, dives now? Um, she is still doing some kind of dives, but not as obnoxious as it used to okay. be. Okay. She is doing more technical stuff. Good, so good. I, so good. I gave... So I gave Raslin a six and Logic a two. What did you think about this? Did uh, the returning of Tegan Knox play into factor of the actual ending? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Candice LeRae was stunned that she that she came back and okay. you know. Uh, okay. So 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 it's a. Um, Distraction yeah, finish then. Distraction okay. finish. I okay. didn't really like that. I'm, f I'm, hmm. I'm fine with it because I think it was um, Candice herself who basically caused the injury to happen to uh, Tegan Knox, which you know basically took a time um, off off TV for the past few months or so the past. Oh, yeah, oh. So that to me is basically continuation of of where they left off in their feud. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of like that. Um, but I but I'm not a fan of um, distraction finishes because it takes away from the actual match itself. Okay. You know? Um. But I will give this a pass because it technically does count as a continuation and uh, comeuppance, just, you know, just a little bit of comeuppance uh, from Tegan to uh, Candice. How's you know, that for, for, huh? for long-term storytelling? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Those are playing a <laughs> what? No. You know, because uh, I've seen uh, people complain about them doing long-term storytelling. So, you know, in their face, you know? Yeah. You know? You know and what they think on AEW uh, is long-term storytelling is complete BS. Um, <clears throat> so now, in a future yeah. episode. So now, Tony yeah. Storm is in the back with Mackenzie Mitchell talking about Raquel Gonzalez and addressing Sare's request to have a match with her last week. Uh, Sare, if you didn't know, is a debuting wrestler who debuted a few months ago. She is from Japan. Apparently, she uh, comes from there. Um, <clears throat> what else? <laughs> and then 
she had a she did a okay promo tony storm and it i look forward to her next championship match or oh, yeah so now hit yeah. hit roll records uh this new faction consisting of isaiah swerve scott um bfab aj francis otherwise known as top dollar and ashante adonis and i was wondering where he went after takeover 31 and here he is now ah okay yeah so now he's doing this and then they had a cypher celebration of scott winning the oh, north a cypher celebration of isaiah swerve scott winning the north american championship from bronson reed last week you know mm. it was just like a whole rap song and i just fast forwarded through this because i don't have time for it and then a video package advertising adam cole versus cole o'reilly number two played and it was pretty good and then we have finally the main event of the program adam cole versus kyle o'reilly number two o'reilly came out followed by his arch nemesis adam cole and boy this was a really good match these guys were beating the hell out of each other you know with all technical wrestling and baller yep. wrestling you know it, it, they did it in such a believable way and you could see that mm. these guys really hated each other they were really mad at each other um you know and mm. i also like when um adam cole your stupid wife and then that just caused kyle o'reilly to go crazy and <laughs> and no just get all over adam cole and it was really good so i wrestling i gave a 10 and logic a nine what do you think about that okay okay um it sounds good to me um obviously Carl won the unsanctioned match at takeover um stand, in house, I think. no that was the no no stand no. and deliver that was yeah, the rest nails a wrestlemania takeover right right so kyle o'reilly won that one and of course adam cole wins this one so that means they're going to get a third match you know um to win the feud um you know um yeah i forgot so to yeah, say that um, adam cole won yeah, yeah um i i assume that um yeah good um this sounds good as well because you know making it look believable is a top priority uh, for what a wrestler should be doing in the ring and um, you're saying that, that they've done that so I think that's a very good um, so I will keep
keep an eye on, on that one. I see it for myself, of course. Yeah, um, so... I have a question. Mm-hmm. And this is something that bothered me a lot with the shield. When the shield broke up, it was only Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose who were feuding, at, you know, after the shield broke up. For those many, many months, it was just Seth Rollins and Dean, and Dean Ambrose. Roman Reigns basically pretended that, that he was never even in the shield, you know, doing his own thing. Roger Strong is basically pretending that he was never even in the undisputed era, that, that they never even broke, okay, and, and he's now doing his own thing. Why is he not feuding against Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly for, you know, the um, angle? Like, why is he not involved in this? Yeah. I'm not sure. Because apparently he's doing the um, diamond... Um, diamond mine. Which... I which I honestly which I honestly on on which I honestly thought my voice my voice will get there <laughs> which I honestly thought was going to be like a raw underground version but you know in NXT you know like 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 I thought it's going to be like a another brand for NXT like a mixed martial arts type of thing yeah that's but no no apparently it's just a group yeah like how was i supposed to think that that what it was going to be was going to be when they pose and the vignettes like the Video um, package, you know, um, things like were were basically like telling me and showing me like of 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 a gym and people w- working out and and like how am I supposed to believe that that's going to be a new debuting group? And that's a, it didn't make any sense, Habo. Yeah. Like what? What they were teasing isn't what they gave us, you know. Mm. <clears throat> but other than that, this was a good show, a, a good mm. episode of NXT. So overall, this whole this whole program gets wrestling an eight and logic a seven. So yeah. Okay. When's the next takeover? I'm not sure. They haven't announced it yet. No. No. Okay. okay well, I I I'll assume then maybe around SummerSlam. Yeah. Prob- most probably. Because Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, they're now one one each. So I'm assuming their next match, which will should be their final match now is going to be on the next takeover in in like a steel cage or whatever yeah um so i'm hoping that that's the case but i don't know so we'll see 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Joshua James Jenkins, are you ready? Yes. Yes. We are now at the two-hour mark, and we are getting to. We are getting to our most anticipated segment of the podcast part two of our rant on the internet wrestling community trash trash <laughs> so what would you like to talk about first oh my god i don't even know where, where to begin with this um Okay, you know what? Yeah, we'll we'll begin with the with the behaviour in which people discuss uh, certain topics um, on there. Like, for example, the respectable fa- um, the respectability of one person talking to uh, to the, the other. Yeah. There's barely any respect amongst wrestling fans online. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot more... There's a lot more distrust than there is respect. Mm. Because, Because... it's usually like, oh, you said this about this. Oh, well, I disagree, and you, and 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 what and what you said is bullshit. Uh, it, it, it. Why can't we just get to the point of saying, okay, you said this. Okay, I respect your opinion. Now, please respect mine. Yeah. Why? Why can't we get to that stage? Why do we have to argue? Like, why? Exactly. Like, nobody wants to have, like, a civil conversation. Like, oh, you, you are an idiot. You're a mark. Yeah. You know, the term mark should actually be a slur used exclusively by wrestlers or people involved in the wrestling business for more than at least five years. I never want to hear that word ever again. Yeah. Like, why was that ever picked up as a word to be used to describe a wrestling fan? I, I don't understand. Like, how was, did that even happen? Originally, uh, a mark in marks were all the wrestling fans. In fact, it still is. We are all marks. We, yeah, we, but, we think we know about the business, but we really don't until we actually get in the business back then it was all the fans that that actually believed in what was going on and thought it was real so they were the marks the people that knew a little bit more about it were the smart marks and then there are smarks and anti-smarks and i've no idea what that means uh, nor do i care 
but that 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 whole word should be like a slur only used by wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, why can't why can't we just call it for what we are, like fans? Yeah, like why do we have to call it marks and smarks and geeks and like why can't we just call it for what we are fans? Like, like you have a certain things that I might disagree with, but I yeah. respect it because that's your opinion. Yeah. Why can't Why can't that be the way? Remember, just a few short weeks ago, right at around WrestleMania 37, right? Yeah. When I got attacked, I got viciously attacked, right? Which 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 made me explode on Twitter. Which made me want to delete it, but I didn't. I I, I instead went private, which was the best choice I, 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 I made about it. All I said was, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair is not the main event because the actual end is the, is the final match of Night 2. I, so that, that's all I said. That was my opinion, right? And then what did I get in return for putting that out there? Everybody uh, jumped on you. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, everybody like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. You're, you're not making any sense. The main event is on, uh, uh, um, look, night one has a main event, right? The, the last match of night one is is a main event. They, they have two main events. Everybody was just jumping on board, attacking me, like, like just trying to put me down. I'm like... If one more person, one more person says this nonsense to me, right, I'm going to just turn off because I am not going down this road. I'm not going down it, even though I technically did because I, I, I exploded and I even pissed off me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. And, and then you got embarrassed somehow, which pissed me off because it had nothing to do with you. But anyway, I, I I have moved past that, Cabo. So yeah. shake hands, you know. All all all, all is forgiven. Um, I don't know why I got attacked. I, I don't I don't understand. No nobody even wanted to see it from my perspective. Like they they, they were trying to get me to see it from theirs, which I did. But but there's no such thing as two main events. There's no such thing as, as as two main events Look, because there is only one main event. That's why it's called a main event. It's the yeah. last match of the program or or pay per view. Did did WrestleMania 37 end on night one? No. 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 Because it ends on night two because they split it up. They split up. You, you don't call the first half the main event. You you don't. It doesn't make any sense. And I was getting bombarded with, with, with people calling me crazy and stupid because I was trying to explain it to them in way of, you know, wrestling logic. Yes. Like, I, like, I understand... Right, that the last match of night one was te- 
technically aim never concluded that night. <clears throat> I understand that completely. But what nobody understood was what I was saying, what I was trying to get at, what I was trying, trying to explain. And yet, no, I get attacked. No, this needs to end, Harrow. This, this mentality of, okay, this guy's an idiot. We, we have to pile on against him uh, un until he sees it out, until he sees it our way. No, that has to stop. Like, I've never done that to anyone, as yeah. far as I'm aware. Um, I have tried to persuade somebody, someone else to see it my way, or, or, or I've argued a point, but I've never attacked anyone for it. Like, I, I, why? Why is it? Why? And, and I see it like across the entire um, um, wrestling scene online. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be uh, um, JD, you could be a Sean WhatsApp, you could be Cutaholic. It, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you re represent. You you will get attacked no no matter what you say by anyone. And that, it needs to end. That Sean Ross uh, Let's talk about it. Okay. Where is where is it now? So back, he actually blocked me on Twitter a few days ago. Uh, and why? You'll see why. So then, <clears throat> so now I, I. I told the Discord server that I, he had me blocked, and then Ryan Whiteley asked me why. Yeah, you probably went oh, on. It was after you oh, said you were taking a break. Oh, that was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, as as you were saying. Yeah, and and then uh. I I took some screenshot. Well, I didn't take screenshots. Um, okay. Well, I did, but it's not my screenshots. It's somebody else's. So then I said he got butt hurt over uh, okay. some. He got butt hurt over someone's opinion, calling out the guys in AEW for hanging around minus one Brody Lee's kid, and then he went on a blocking spree and blocked everyone who uh, who liked or retweeted oh. or quote tweeted agreeing with him and uh, i happen to be one of those people and then look how how he's speaking to this guy he's swearing at him he's calling him names calling him demented just like He's no better than this guy is. Listen to this. Hey, hey, you absolute dumb F. I'm not blocking you to explain that. I'm very happy that a child that just lost his father at an early age gets to live out his dream. What dream? So he gets to live his dream for six months when he's supposed to be in school, uh, you know, doing work and learning. Instead, he's going out here every weekend, you know, just doing goofy stuff. Be happy and do what he wants, especially 
considering much of his father's time was in his formative years was on TV. This isn't about wrestling opinions and Fs like that. This is you being an absolute effing creep because people are happy that a child that has been through a traumatic experience is having that pain, pain alleviated. F you, you absolute piece of trash. And there's even more. The fact that you and the people you associate with take basic acts of kindness or open displays of happiness for other people as something else or pretend you do because your pieces of S says plenty as you are about you as humans. You and the other people in this place are a complete psychopaths and one day you're going to hurt someone or get hurt. This behavior is not normal and is a stain on regular people that are lumped in with BS like this. You're demented. Seek help. And that last line there, you're demented, it, this is what ticked me off. This fool comes and uh, who's supposed to be a professional journalist who collects news and reports it this yeah. he's going on social media and and screaming at people online who don't affect him in real life and he's screaming at them swearing at them and you know trying to make them feel guilty when they did nothing wrong but just voice their opinion and now he's Why making he even and now he's making his uh, people, his newspaper, and the people he works with look like a bunch of raving lunatics who scream at people online over opinions. Yeah, and also, like, I'm just gonna take that one step, one step further. Why would he even acknowledge it? Like, why would he acknowledge this other person making this opinion? And also, how could he even be aware of it if he if he had this person blocked? Because because you said that he had to unblock him in order to message him. Yeah. So, why why block why why unblock somebody who 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 you already? It is that mentality needs needs to just. Stop. 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 Yes. Like, I remember that... And, and, it, and it wasn't that long long ago, Habo, right? That I was swearing quite quite often, right? Yeah. But to my knowledge, I was never targeting or, or like... Or, well, I, was, I, te I technically did that, that, that one time with JD. <laughs> But, but I did apologise for that, and, and 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 I did you know take that back because I took I took that too far, and I was wrong, and I and I did admit I, I did admit to that, I did, um, which is which is something that uh, Sean WhatsApp needs to do, he needs to admit that he's taking this too far. Look, look, I, I also like this blocking thing. Yeah, it depends on how you go go about it. Yeah, if it's good or if it's good or bad. Um, Fleece basically talked me into blocking people 
for if I got to the point where I couldn't take the pressure of trying to debate my point of view with, with them any further. Um, you know, basically like talking to a brick wall. So at that point, you should basically just block them. Yeah, that and is... that's what me uh, and Ryan have gotten into arguments with people. Mm -hmm. Like back in the middle of May, uh, you know, this goof, El Phantasmo, uh, he did this stupid spot uh, in, on Impact Wrestling where he tightrope walked the ropes and did this flip and stuff and it was just looked so stupid and then Ryan goes like I wish these guys would just chill with the choreographed gymnastics wrestling has become yeah. way too wacky now and then these morons just come in and say well why if you don't like it being wacky why don't you just watch MMA and like and then bringing in realism which he wasn't even talking about not even believability he wasn't even talking about that and he's argue he was making up a point uh, mm -hmm. that that was never made uh, just to try and challenge his opinion well, why if you don't like his opinion then just block him and also I if you don't have anything um, to say about what he's specifically talking about then don't put yourself in the position to to basically talk to, to be in that discussion like if you don't have anything to specific, you know, to specifically say to either carry Ryan's point forward or to put a point against it in a way that makes sense, then then just leave it alone. Just move on. You know, just continue scrolling. You know, through the tweets. Okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just ignore that and, and move on. Yeah. Like if I yeah, look. If, if look, if I see a tweet and I have nothing of value to input, then I will just leave it alone and move on. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Because otherwise, you're just going to basically do a do a full circle, in which you're going to go round and round in circles, basically going like bumper cars, bouncing off, uh, bouncing off your points. Like continuously, and uh, it's going nowhere. And I'm both gonna get all annoyed, you're both gonna get all pissed off, and you're both gonna continue, and you're both going to continue the argument even more. Just no, don't put yourself in that position if you don't have anything of value to input about that specific thing. Like, like, like making the argument, oh, well, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Yeah, like, I, I was about uh, to bring that up. I was just or, about or, to bring that up. Yeah, or to this argument in, in, in specific, if, if you don't believe in it, then just watch MMA. No, no. Like, those are two completely different things. <sighs> look, there's a way to make wrestling look real when it's not. 
and then there's a way to make it look fake, which they tend to do a lot the a lot these days. Yeah, and they don't care. Which is an issue, but you know. I I don't think you've heard about this, but we will, you know, just split this wrestling community talk for a little bit. Did you hear what Tony Khan said about ten counts in AEW? So no. Oh boy. Wait, let me find it. I'm assuming it's going to uh, piss me off. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. So if you're having like a Young Bucks match who seem very lax when it comes to paying attention to the rules or you see a referee like Rick Knotts uh, not counting stuff, that double teams that are going on or people out on the floor, don't you think that takes away from the psychology of the matches? Or, or maybe a better idea is to just announce the tag match as a, as a tornado match from the beginning so we know as fans no. that the rules don't necessarily, no. No. necessarily apply to this match? Well, we do a lot of, we've done tornado tags and I've done a good number of tornado tags. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I generally don't think like enforcing the 10 count, um, is the first thing people are coming to mind when we're seeing like an exciting young bucks match. But, uh, you know, it's, it's something to take into consideration for sure. Uh, I got to say that like young bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, I never heard one person complain about the 10 count. Uh, young Bucks Phoenix and Penta, like, I don't think that's what people are thinking about. Uh, you know, I've got more important things to talk about in the card tonight, honestly. So, uh, we've got, you know, pretty stacked card uh, with, uh, you know, we haven't even gotten to the championship. That's what he said. Putting him in the trash. Put him in the vol. Put him in the volcano. You know. Oh Into molten lava. Oh my gosh. Nobody <laughs> thinks about the ten count. Nobody. You gotta be out of your fucking mind. That is, the, that is the first thing that comes to my mind. Somebody leaves the ring, the referee should do the one, two, three, four, all the way to ten. And yet, oh no, no, nobody thinks about the ten count. You out, are you out of your goddamn mind? Oh no, that's right, because you're stuck up your own ass. Jesus. <laughs> Go in. Nobody thinks about the ten count, my ass. <laughs> Go in to listen back to that. It oh. is the most important rule of attack. Well, no, technically not, because the 
because the tag rope is the... Let me guess! Let me guess, Tony Khan doesn't care about the tag rope, right? Right? Oh, no, no, nobody thinks about the, about the tag rope. I'm guessing. Well, of course not, Tony, because you, because you don't have one, do you? You... you. <laughs> <laughs> You fudge at the winner. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ. Nobody thinks of the 10 count. <laughs> and he's supposed to be an owner of a wrestling company? Mm. And, and, and he is saying things like, oh, the rules don't matter. The 10 count doesn't matter. Nobody watches wrestling and thinks about the referee counting the 10 count. Yes! Yes, I do! Hamilton's, Reister's, freaking... There is nobody I know who doesn't think about, about the rules. Nobody. And yet you're telling me, Tony, oh well, our fans don't care about the rules. Yeah, well, they, they, the they, they don't care about wrestling making sense. They just want a floppy gymnastic match. What is this about tornado tags? What was that about? Like, even, look, even if you're doing a tornado tag, Guess, guess what, Tony? Guess what, folks? The 10 count is still applicable. Jesus, does, does he not understand how, west, how wrestling works? I don't think he and, does. And he's supposed to be the booker of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He makes Vince McMahon look like a fucking god. Jesus Christ. Where's where the logic in this? Somebody go find it. And when you find it, give it to Tony Khan because he needs it. Now there's a flashback moment for you, Chavo. Boom. I was surprised he didn't hit the wall. No, I'll leave the wall be intact for now. <laughs> I, I, I don't really want to, you know, go that far. You think we, <sighs> should, we should go on? Uh, let's go on for 10 minutes, but first we will. We, I'll need to go take a pee break, so <laughs> just talk about something else in the LBC while I go. <laughs> Oh, don't you worry about that. Uh, of course, now we will, of course, get back to the IWC discussion because there's a lot to get through. Um, but as he's um, taking a moment of pee, um, I will just simply discuss um, my time in Cardiff about two years ago. Um, August in... No. Yes, no. Yeah, no. Yes, yes, August of, um, August 31st, 2019, um, NXT TakeOver Cardiff, um, I was actually there live in attendance, um, that was my first 
uh, wrestling um, event that I was in attendance for since oh nine basically 10 years before that gosh that that is a long time in 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 between of uh, not attending a wrestling show being a wrestling fan <laughs> but it is what it is um of course i was there in cardiff for nxc takeover cardiff i was there with renegade Reese. uh we, we, we were together that was the first time we met up of course um and also that was the uh um actual you know uh, event for Terra that made me fall in love with um tyler Bate and walter they put on probably one of the best matches in nxt history if if not probably in the top 100 best matches in the history of wrestling period in fact in, no no you know what no i would put it in the top 50 matches of wrestling period um, but of course, that's my my opinion. You you don't need to like um, jump on board and try and take and take me down because I'm saying this, you know, because wrestling is subjective, um, which is a topic of um, the IWC, which we'll get into next. Subjectivity. How much has has a Habo had had to drink today? It sh shouldn't take him this long to take a. Uh, to take yeah pee break um but yeah um in about a week or maybe two weeks time from now i'll be starting up the wrestling against the world podcast um so that's gonna be interesting hello Javo, you have returned um so uh, what were you, you probably feel a lot more refreshed now right yeah <laughs> yeah i i was I probably wasn't going to be able to go much longer, but now uh, I'm fine. good. You took your moment of piss. That is absolutely <laughs> yeah. fine. I was just discussing um, when I was in uh, LSA TakeOver Cardiff, um, but you'll hear that on, on, on the playback. Um, I also mentioned that we were about to, to discuss the topic of subjectivity when it comes to the IWC. Yeah. I thought that that would be a good topic to uh, get oh, into now. Wait. Hold on. All right. So we're back on. Sorry for that little disruption. Um, my OBS froze again. Or well, not again. This is a, kind of the first time it's done that. But it froze on me. And that was not nice. So, um... We are going to talk a little bit more for maybe 10 or so minutes and we are going to talk about subjectivity in wrestling. So would you like to start that discussion? Yes. Um, for example here, I could say that I like I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pick any random match that, com that comes to me. For example, um, Walter against Isla Dragunov from last year on the um, NXT episode where Walter defended the NXT Championship against him, right? Yeah. People claim that that was too physical. Okay? 
Really? Now, I like. Yes, I liked it. You liked it. Yeah. I'm quite certain about that. I, I did like but it. There were. Yes, but there were many people, um, such as, for example, um, for example. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, oh, damn it! Not Catholic, but but the other one, uh, the one that Adam Blompied is a, is a part of. Oh, uh, what um, culture? Uh, um, what? no, 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 no. Um, Wrestle Talk. Yeah, yes, that one. Uh, Wrestle Talk, for example, said that that match was too physical and it, and it was too violent. For what wrestling should be. What? Okay. Hold on. Uh, because uh, they didn't like the amount of uh, physicality in that match. Because they thought, oh, that is too much. That is too much. Right. But in the topic of sub sub subjectivity, they have their right to have that opinion saying... That is too much violence. That, yeah, that much I, I, I guess they, they have the that is too right much, to Yeah, that is too much aggression. That is their point of view, okay? I disagree massively, okay? But I'm not going to, you know, call them out for it, okay? But people do call them out for it. The, or, for example, um, if... For example, when you had said the triple threat match at WrestleMania between Edge, Dan O'Brien, <coughs> and Roman Reigns, um, they had too many spots on the outside. For example, okay. So Did I say else that? Might well, you said something like that. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, uh, but I, I, I'm just using that as an example. Okay. Um, Somebody else could come to you and say, oh, well, I thought the match was very well structured together and I thought they did their spots very well to tell the story. Uh, they could be out there for another five minutes. It doesn't matter because it's the story that matters, not what, not what they do. Okay, fine. That is, your, that is your viewpoint. That is the way you see it. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, but there's this thing, Habo, Going into in, into the main reason I've brought this up here, right? Is that you could say, "Oh, it oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. We have our own opinions. That is fine because you know what? It's subjectivity. Wrestling is subjective. Okay? But then somebody will attack you for it because no, it has to be this way. It has to be this way." I, I disagree with you. Therefore, you're wrong. You, you, you can't like it the way, you, the way you like it. No, don't do that. No, you, you can't do that. No, that needs to stop. Subjectivity, you know, means somebody else can like something that you don't, or you can like some something that somebody else doesn't. That's fine. Everybody sees it in a different way. That is why it's called subjectivity. Because there's a difference of views, a difference of opinions. But no, people don't accept that at times. They have to... They have to... Basically mould it into 
the way that, that they want it to be and only the way that they want it to be. If anybody else sees it anything different, no, no, we have to kick your ass. We have to b- b- bring you down. Mm. It needs to stop. Mm. Like, it just does. And that also goes back to the respectability factor. Like, just, just, just... Just get, just try and get along. Like I will not get along with with everyone. I I understand that because I will not agree with everything everything that everyone has to say. That is just the way that it's going to be. Okay, and not everyone will agree agree with what I have to say. Mm-hmm. That is just the way it is. Okay, but if we have to argue and lead to attack mode against each other because of the way that we see it differently towards each other then just shut up at that point and just leave it be and move on because what's the point like what's the point arguing about something that we are all fans of like i understand having a debate okay about okay you, you don't like this, fine, but here's why I like this. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. You explained your reason, I've explained my reason. Cool. But when it goes around to attack mode, no. Because that is what makes me nuts. That is what makes me not want to even be a part of Twitter, you know? When I get attacked for, for me simply saying, Bianca and Sasha weren't the actual main event. They might have been the last match of night one, but no, they weren't the last match. But no, I get attacked for for just saying what I for just saying what I have to say. It's ridiculous, Haro. Yeah. And I'm certain, and I'm certain you've got examples of uh, this, right? From you know your Twitter experience, right? Uh not really because i just blocked really? it not i just blocked the guys um you know because I, I don't i don't have time to waste arguing with you know there's a saying yes. if you argue with an idiot you are you become the idiot ah okay yeah okay that's a new line that i've n- never heard of yeah, okay. it's quite a smart line. Although yeah, there, there, there are lots of bad things about the IWC, there are lots of good things about the IWC, which we haven't talked about, which we could, you know, mm. spice this up to be a little different from part one. You know, because... Sure. Uh, for, for example, it's a way that you can make new, uh, let's say, friends. Or, yeah. or or to meet new fans that you get that you get along with. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, Ryan and Jamie and Peter. Uh, yeah, Peter. Amongst others, some some we get along with, some we don't. Yeah, like a few former friends of ours two in specific which we actually forgot to talk about 
so a few months ago i believe in january february um they actually first came in december of last year and it was after episode three of the podcast that was actually wrestling community part one and then yeah um uh these two guys had joined in uh time to wrestle and custard versus bourbon they had found us through twitter they'd searched us on twitter and they were looking for a new small community to to uh, join in and then we got along fine with pretty fine with them and they were nice Uh, and then um it was around the time that we were going to record episode four but then there was a whole confusion with um whether i was going on my holiday or not and then that caused a rupture between us and then <clears throat> that's how you became a guest host and then they um i remember time to wrestle and rel sucker were arguing oh that was um, ridiculous and then i i i banned both of them and i'm like calm down stop fighting and then they get and then time to wrestle gets mad at me if you you banned me i wasn't even you both were arguing with each other and you know just provoking one another so i had to put an end to that and then they the other guy left um and then in january they came back and you know they said we're sorry uh, you know got a little mad but he was still mad at me that i removed him although you did get mad at me over nothing <clears throat> i wasn't mad i was trying to stop an argument from getting worse than it already was um um and then they we get along with them fine and we have discussions and we did have a few arguments you know about kayfabe and that's actually what started the whole fiasco between us and then and then um you know after that one day i believe it was the 5th of march they just got so angry at us and then they banned josh and hacked him to where he can't join the server so that's why we had to make a new server and I still i still to this day can't access my original account i still can't yeah i, I don't know how they did it i don't know why they did it but they did but they did do it yeah and you know i was already starting to get fed up with time to wrestle yeah and and when custer versus bourbon came in and he Uh when i said that 
Are you sick and tired of WWE guys cutting scripted promos? And then he said, Oh, I think they should cut scripted promos. That's how it. No! No! Uh, it, they need to learn how to cut their own promos, make their yes. own stuff, and cut their own promos. Otherwise, it just sounds like a bunch of BS. And we don't want that. I also like it. It doesn't just sound. Uh, let's use the word ph phony. Okay. Yeah. Um, it also makes them come across as actors. Yeah, and and then they're just saying somebody else's promo. Exactly. They're they're, they're <clears throat> not. Then they're not playing the character. A playing. Oh. To, to, to excuse me there they're not being the character that they're supposed to be no no they are pretending to be the character that they are being told to be yeah Steve Austin right he he was given bullet points to say okay say something like this but in your own words okay yeah and then he did so many memorable classic promos right he basically defined his own character on his own well w with help from vince of course when yeah. when uh, vince had some sense in him um <laughs> but yeah if look if you don't get your chance to basically try and adapt your own character on your own then what's the point yeah wrestling should be about you going out there you proving that 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 uh, you can wrestle you proving that you can um keep the crowd's attention with what you have to say towards them in your own words uh, because of course you're the character okay the wrestler is the character you, you don't go out there like basically telling the audience okay i'm the actor pretending to be the wrestler okay no 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 don't do that no do the opposite of that Make them believe that you're this character, that you are who that, that you are who you say you are. Don't yeah. just like, uh, I'm feuding with this guy. Okay, I'm gonna go out there now. Okay, I'm now in the ring. Okay, um, you're booing me here tonight. Ah, uh, okay. What my line? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, and now I'm gonna boo you in return. <laughs> No man. And anyway, so yeah, they just went crazy and hacked us. Now that original server is now the wasteland that we yeah. call it. I which just got, which has got like a lot of my classic rants on there. Yeah. Um. So try and try you know try to keep that around just just in case I might want to you know use it. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
we would call them um, crazy fans, right? right? Like um, over the top wrestling fans who take this way too seriously, like, like, like to the point of okay. We don't like you. We, we don't like what you're saying. We don't like what you signed for as a fan. So we're just gonna hack you and try and take you down. We're gonna try to delete you. Yeah. That is the worst kind of 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 fan participation in the IWC. Like I I don't think you can get any worse than that. Sure, you, you can have arguments, which can which 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 can cause somebody to offer you to block them. Sure, but to act, go all the way to hack somebody that that you have a disagreement with. Yeah, and we suspect that they hacked our 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 new server they were deleting all our messages they deleted yeah. all my notes for fast lane oh boy that was old that morning was not nonsense i also nonsense. i've got to i've got to apologize for if i haven't already to to Ralsaka because i did accuse him of being the one who was doing the deleting because I saw his name on, on, on the list and I thought yeah well I do apologize and um, I admit that I was in the wrong because clearly it, it was it one was of those, them yeah <clears throat> and the psychopaths uh, yes that that is what you call a psychopath not me yeah. Forever in a day. Oh. 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 And by the way, the IWC isn't just about Twitter. Yeah. It's about Discord. It's about YouTube. It's about Reddit. Instagram. It's about Facebook. Instagram. Uh, Snapchat. Whatever. Basically, any social media uh, site or website or what, what have you. Mm. So it's so it's not just about Twitter, like I was basically making it making it out to be earlier. No, it's about everything. Mm. Like all the comments on YouTube, um, Instagram, all of the discussions on Discord. All of it. It, 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 it all counts as the IWC. Um, and then the, also the stalkers that just, you know, harass and, you know, oh. just go after women, not just wrestlers, but also fans. You remember? Dalia DeVille. Remember Albert Little? He, now he's going after fans of the business and he seems Jesus. to have given up with yeah but apart from that back to the good things you know you said about <laughs> all the 
friends and fans that you can yes. make yes. along the way you know i've also you know met some people on twitter that are really cool like um like do, just do yourself a favor and go follow at pwcds and go subscribe to his podcast he's like a really cool guy um he's got a really cool podcast he's interviewing all these big stars vicky guerrero um cool. killian dane you know it's just it's hopefully he'll interview one of my favorite I'll, I'll maybe start listening to his podcast but shout out to him go follow him like his tweets turn on his notifications because you won't regret i i retweet a lot of his his uh tweets you know he's just a really cool guy and you should go follow him <clears throat> and yeah i've also made quite a few uh Twitter friends um, that I will probably uh, shout out on the screen. So, yeah, but those are some of the good parts of the IWC, and you know, and just some of the loyal fans that follow you, that like your tweets and watch your videos and like your videos and stuff like that you know it really helps us it it, mo it motivates us to keep going you know when you or ryan or jamie or peter come on my videos and comment and like and you come on my live stream oh, yes. you know it yes. motivates me to do more <clears throat> which is a good thing <laughs> Um, and also that is posit positive fan engagement as well, um, which isn't usually had um, the majority of the, the time. Yeah. Um, at, at least from what I've seen, you know. Um, and also like the 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 other po the other positive, is my my voice. I do apologise, folks. Yeah. Um, if you're getting annoyed about the way I, 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 I speak at times, I just want you all to know that I have Asperger's. It's time to affect the way I speak uh, with my pacing and my slurring and whatever. Um, so I do apologize, but at the same time, I don't because I shouldn't be apologizing for me having it because it's, you know, me and it's who I am. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the other positive is the uh, promotion that uh, the IWC can do very, very, very good if you're on the good side of that, of of course. Yeah. Um, like, for example, this podcast could, if picked up by the right people, could, 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 could gain a big audience and that look, would, I you know, help... <clears throat> Well, and we're already gaining know. lots of followers on Twitter and Instagram, especially these last two or so weeks. You know, uh, yes. I just got a whole bunch of new followers. Uh, I'm up to, we're up to 250 followers on Twitter and about 100 oh, cool. and 
150 on Instagram. So you can go follow yeah. and get more people in there. And yeah, man. Hopefully, at this rate, at the end of the year, we'll have at least 1,000 or even 1. 1.5 thousand. You could uh, set that as the uh, target goal there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and also, I, and this is the biggest positive that I can think of here, Chabo, is that if it wasn't for the IWC, this podcast would never have gotten started. Yeah. Because you would have never met me. I, I would have never met you. And this would have never happened, and we wouldn't be speaking here today. Yeah. Even though we, we did meet on a certain In person, negative Discord server. Yeah. But, um, I'll actually admit, if it wasn't for that server, we wouldn't be talking, and it, and we wouldn't have uh, Ryan here, who's one of our loyal followers on here. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I also, so he's somebody who, who I trust, um, and hopefully we, we can continue to trust. Now, yes, I have my issues with Ryan sometime last year, but whatever. Mm, moving on. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... <coughs> I don't even know what we were even arguing about. I don't, I don't even. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ryan, that... Jamie, Peter, who, whoever else we meet along the way. Oh um, yeah. Oh, oh, also, 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 there's a. Also, we've got a. There's also another guy you should follow. He's. The genius Francis Restida. I'm not sure if that's how I pronounce his name. He is also on Twitter. Uh, you should go follow him. He he just came on our Discord server, and yes. you know, yes. I, I just real. It's like they put. It's like he came out of a factory. Just have things that <laughs> I I I'll, I could everything that I could like about a person, you know, he's a fellow Cult of Cornet member, he's a fellow F1 fan, uh -huh. he wants he, he wants wrestling to make sense just like we do yeah yes. good man good, good man yeah uh, yeah, it's getting it's half past eight now, and I want um yeah I want to close this. So, what do you right, think okay. should should we do okay. a wrestling community part three down the line? Do you think we need to? I don't know. Maybe we'll consider Time it. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. But I will just quickly mention off as. I'll just quickly mention off here as quickly as I can to basically summarize this whole thing. Okay? <clears throat> right. Those uh, psychotic fans who take wrestling too seriously oh, yeah. basically will try to take you down. That is the biggest negative I, I 
I can think of about the IWXD. And then it goes down to that, to a, a little bit better, where you will have fans who will just try to start an argument with you, you know, to try and bring you down. But that's as far as 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 they'll go. They might block you. You you might block them. But that's as far as that'll take. Typically, then we go even more upwards to the more positive side. Now we have support one another. Like even if you disagree, the support and the respect for your opinion will still be there. So that is good. And then, then we go up even more uh, to the even more positive side where um, you'll meet um, new people to interact with on your day-to-day -to -day life. You could even call them friends if, if you want to, um, whatever it whatever it may be, you know. Um, so yeah, you can, you can basically gain a new sh um, social life, I, I suppose in a new positive way uh, that you didn't have before um, a new perspective on life and all of that and yeah so basically you have the deep negative the negative the low positive and the high positive basically yeah so you, so you have those four groups um if you want to put them in the groups which i have done so yeah <gasps> So if there's anything I've missed out on the IWC and what it stands for, then just let me know in the comments or whatever. Or don't. I will I will respect you either way. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and that, that was episode 16 of Wrestling and Logic. The longest... My God, this is three, three hours now. This is the longest episode we've ever done. This is as long as Raw, but except it's more entertaining. This is as long as the Avengers um, Endgame, right? Yeah. Oh. What? Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Because this is my end game for this podcast. Yeah. What a way to, what a, what a way to close out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, full circle. Yes. <laughs> and and one, one, one more hour, and this would be as long as Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, um, give me the, uh, give me the, uh, uh, Josh Jenkins cut. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and we will see you next week. Me at Rel Sucker will return to the Wrestling Logic podcast and uh, I wish Josh a farewell. Uh, he will. Someday he will return to the podcast. Maybe one more, one final wall punch. Uh, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye. And I will miss being a part of, and I, and I will miss being a part of, of this podcast. And I will treasure it always. <laughs>